Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by movie, average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with my co-host, Justin. Hello. And Kyle. Hello. Hey, 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 the gang's all here, and the bar is now open. Welcome to episode <laughs> night. Welcome to episode 19. Today is August 21st, 2022. In this episode, we'll drop a day late on Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Um, start off with a little bit of housekeeping. Um, first of all, I never finished Prey. So, I canceled my Hulu subscription. It actually expired the day after, and I never got around to renewing it. Some excuse. Wow. But we do have. Not that it's, I was going to say, not that it's illegal, but you actually have my Hulu password now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I couldn't even log into the ESPN. I don't know if you got that notification too many tries. But, no, um, I didn't. Oh. Well, in other news, the Huntercast has recorded its second episode, and that will now be on its own feed. And you can find it on Spotify at the Huntercast. Um, this week's episode is entitled "The Circus" because that's pretty much what it was. But Hunter, Hunter finally decided he was too good for us and to go somewhere else. Dude, he laid out a whole plan. He's like, you know, I'm a podcaster now. People are gonna want my autograph, and he, he's. He's still our mascot, but he's he's being a Devo. But um, do you guys have any housekeeping from last week? Or no, I I, uh, I stand by the uh, the uh, paranormal activity moves. Not wanting any more and all that. I know that there's news now of another one coming out, but that 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 was pre-planned. I was in the contract already. I stand by the producer statements that he does not want to make anymore. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll kick the news off with that in a few few moments. But um, upcoming movies this week: uh, Beast. Uh, that's the one about the family getting attacked by a lion of mm-hmm. some sort. Sure, I know. Idris Elba's in it, and he, yes. his his daughter didn't get a part, so she didn't talk to him for like three weeks because she didn't get the part to play his daughter. Hey, that takes a Kinda lot of sad. skill to play somebody's yeah. daughter, you know. Apparently, they had bad chemistry, so it just wasn't yeah. working <laughs> between a father and a daughter to play <laughs> a father and a daughter. <laughs> eh, only in the movie business. No well, to be fair, I don't think you could get a good quality father-son relationship out of Mongo <laughs> <laughs> on screen, so... I Not after it. yesterday. Um, also out this week is Orphan First Kill. It's in theaters and also on Paramount+. Plus. Um, did you guys see the first Orphan? I uh, I just watched it a couple of days ago for the first time. Because I won't watch probably it. did. I don't think I've seen it. I know I'm pretty sure I own it, but I don't think I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I think but, I've uh, seen parts of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole. Yeah. Thing. Um, I'll definitely check it out this week and then watch Orphan First Kill. Um, yeah, I'm definitely hearing good things about uh, Orphan First Kill. Like it's pretty, you know, it's a good sequel. Yeah, so if you have Paramount Plus, go check it out. Uh, upcoming Blu-rays this upcoming Blu-rays this Tuesday. Uh, Paths of Glory is coming to 4K. Dog Soldiers is coming to 4K. Dirty Dancing is coming to 4K, and Spin Me Round. So, kind of a light week. Uh, last week, you know, Jurassic World Dominion and um, the Black Phone. I was able to pick those up. So uh, let's see what we've watched this week. Uh, Kyle, you want to kick it off? Yeah, so uh, I watched Bodies, 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 which came out 
I don't know, two two weeks ago maybe. Um, that was pretty good. Uh, pretty funny and good cast. It's a lot of young people, but they're really good in it. Um, it's like a you know, a bunch of people killing each other and all that. Um, Event Horizon, which is also my pick of the week. I, I watched that for the first time. Um, Orphan, like I said, and then uh, We Summon the Darkness, I which I had previously seen, but I rewatched for this. Yeah. All right, Justin, how about you? What, what have you watched this week? <laughs> well, it's been a family movie week, what can I say? Uh, okay. But uh, I watched uh, all three of the early 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies with the kids. You know, yeah. heavy, heavy trip of nostalgia. The greatness that was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Uh, we get old dogs. I don't, I don't know that I've ever actually said all the way through, but you watched that. That was pretty funny. And then uh, I did watch *We Come in the Darkness*. So as you know, I could know what okay. we were talking about. Unlike some people, I actually watched the whole movie. <laughs> uh, you kind of cut out when you started talking about old dogs there. For that's the uh, John Travolta and oh. Robin Williams one, right? Yeah, John Travolta, Robin Williams, Seth Green. I think it's Seth Green. Oh, yeah. Um, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I, I like that movie. Um, so I I watched. Uh, we went to the drive-in last weekend, saw Minions Two: Rise of Brew. It was all right. I think they went back to the whale well. So what? It was okay. I, no, I mean whale well. What the hell does that mean? Like I think you mean went back to the well one time. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, uh, me and Hunter. Dead horse. Yeah, you got you got what I say. You got what I meant. Um, me and Hunter watched the Sandlot too, which I've never seen, and I found it quite interesting. You know, James Earl Jones is back in it. Um, I did see that with my kids, but not not recently. But I watched that. Yeah. And we did start uh, the Sandlot three heading home, but we never got a chance to finish it. Uh, I watched RV with Robin Williams um, and JoJo, but I'll discuss that. That's my pick of the week. I watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I actually went to the movies and saw Nope. I want to have a discussion about this. I know Justin, you probably haven't seen it. Nope. Kyle, you've seen Nope, right? Yes, I have. So I went with two friends of mine, and I just finished watching Mr. Baseball. But uh, I went with two friends, Johnny and Ingrid, and I don't know if I was tired or I couldn't follow the movie. I had a totally different idea of what this movie was about than what it actually was. And we're about 30 minutes away from the ending, and Johnny looks over and goes, do you have any idea what the hell is going on? And I said, "Uh, I know there's a cloud. I get that. But he goes, I think we're going to leave. I said, yeah, I think I'll go with you. So we actually walked out of the movie with 30 minutes left of it and went out to the lobby and Googled how it ended. And I'm glad we left when we did. That's uh, pretty crazy. That was a great movie. I mean, it's a unique story, but I just couldn't. I couldn't follow. You know, I, you know, Justin, you know, I don't like movies that make me think. <laughs> well, yeah, if it has, if you need to think to follow it, he's probably gonna check out. See, I, I, I don't think you need to, like, you can think that's, like, an option, you know? But, like, that movie, you just, you know, you don't need to think the whole time. But you can and be like, oh, that's cool, but it's still cool. It's very, like, I thought it was very, like, you know, I felt like 90s Spielberg type, like, just that kind of feeling a little bit with, like, it's not super horror, but kind of has that adventure aspect. That's what I liked about it. Um, I don't know, Dale and stuff was cool. I mean, the performances were good and all, and then it was like, okay, so now the horses, uh, well, first was the stuff falling from the sky. That just fucking completely blew my mind. I was like, well, what? And I'm trying to figure this out, like, at the beginning of the movie, but 
I don't know. I'll check it out when it comes out on Blu-ray again, but just that day, maybe it was a long day at work. I don't know, but I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I I loved it. I think that's probably my favorite by Jordan Peele, but. Yeah. I believe we have. I don't I've know. I don't know. Out, so. I mean, do you think he's building this cinematic universe where it's just going to be like one big sentence, like "Get out, us"? Nope. Like. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. He's like he's he's pretty smart. Like he knows what he's doing, but I I think he knows that's kind of like cheesy almost. So yeah. He's kind of just doing stories when he can. Because I know for no what he talked about. Because I like what I thought that it was kind of doing was like, it's like him kind of, it's like meta kind of him, like talking about it, like himself. And like, I know he talked about how he wanted to make it a spectacle and like really great cinematography and all that. That's why there's like the cinematographer that's part of the plot and all that. And the movie is about filming this thing. So it's kind of meta in that way. And um, I think he was just trying to, because people always talk about like theaters and cinematic experience and all that. Yeah. Especially how some movie theaters are dying or whatever and with COVID. And I think he wrote it during COVID and then filmed it. So he's trying to like get that cinematic experience. I think that's kind of what he was aiming for. And I don't know, I think he delivered, but I know, I know there were a lot of people who didn't like it as much as his other stuff. So it's not like it's this universally beloved thing, but I liked it. Okay, well, Justin, you'll have to you'll have to check it out and be our tiebreaker at some point. Um, read me, I'll watch. All right, uh, all right, let's hop into the news. Oh, and, and I I don't know why it's not on my list, but I don't know if it was on last week. But I watched The Great Outdoors too. Our talk it must have been after last week. So our first bit of news. It's not in any order from the list that I sent out, but uh, Ryan Reynolds' movie R.I.P.D. is getting a sequel. Yeah, I, was, I was shocked by that. I feel like I've only... I'm, I've watched that movie. I don't remember a thing about it, but I've only seen people, like, trashing on that movie. I enjoyed it. I liked that movie. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I, liked yeah. It. I, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, it's, you know, it's a comic book movie. And it might not have been faithful to the comic yeah. book and all that stuff. But I never read a comic book, and I thought it was a pretty good movie. It's cool. the same way it was when I watched that uh, other movie, Uncharted. Never played the video game. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. Cool. Yeah, I mean, the premise seems cool, too. Like, I should, I, I think I remember enjoying it when I watched it when it first came out. But, I mean, that was, what, 2009? So. But well, I. I mean, Ryan I, Reynolds, Jeff Bridges, I mean, it's yeah. a good cast. Yeah. And you know that first scene when Ryan Reynolds gets killed in R.I.P.D. was the same location where the fight scene we were in from Here Comes the Boom was filmed. Oh, yeah. That's same building. Are we building. trying to mention that in every episode? <laughs> it did come up in the Hunter cast yesterday. That <laughs> I'm in a movie on Netflix. Hunter lost his shit. So. <laughs> Daddy, you're on Netflix? Yeah. Can we watch it? Yeah, sure. Anytime. I'll gladly watch it. Um. <laughs> It, it was a box office bomb with a 12% Rotten Tomatoes score, but, I mean, it's going to be called R.I.P.D. Rise of the Damned and is officially rated PG-13 for sequences of violence, language, disturbing in- images, and some crude and sexual references. Um, I can see it's definitely, it's going to be like one of those sequels where it's like Jeff Bridges. It's going to be none of the same people, I bet. Like a new cast, but same kind of deal. The 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 current cast listed on IMDb is Richard Fleishman, Jake Chow, Kerry Noop, and Stephanie Levy John. Uh, and naturally, Ryan Reynolds is nowhere to be found, and it will be a direct to video feature from Universal Pictures. Wow. So, wow, so not a real sequel. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our next bit of news comes from the Hulu's Hellraiser movie is rated R for strong and bloody violence and graphic nudity. Sounds like a Hellraiser movie. Um, 
so yeah, Hulu is kind of getting in the same boat as Netflix did with Texas Chainsaw coming out with these sequels like Prey and now this. Um, Clive Barker is on board as a, as a producer. How many Hellraisers are they up to now? Is this eight or nine? I think so. Um, it's, at, it's at least seven. Okay. Yeah, it'll be but interesting I'm, to check out. The last one, I mean, this one is much more hopeful. I think the last one, they they only made it because they needed to make another movie to keep the rights, so they, like, yeah. made it in, like, a month. And it's, I, mean, I mean, I don't think I'll ever watch that, but... Yeah. Um, the next news story comes from MovieWeb.com. Spawn reboot star Jamie Foxx reveals details of his epic superhero suit. Uh, I've seen a lot of concepts because Todd, what he does every single day, he's doodling and he's fixing and he's doing some things to that. To me, I think is going to be like way out when you see it. And now he crafts the cape and how the cape becomes almost like, I'll say this, as big as the screen as you're watching. And that would be Todd McFarlane. I was trying to think of his name. But uh, what do you guys think of this? So, I, I liked the original Spawn movie. Yeah, it was cheesy, campy, but it was a good movie. John Leguizamo was clown, was pretty good. Um, the guy who played Spawn, uh, I don't know. But it, it was pretty good. I mean, it, it had a lot of CGI and a lot of stuff, but it, it looked fairly comic accurate. Um, I don't know. I think Jamie Foxx is a bit overused. I don't know that I'm going to really love him as Spawn, but I'll give him a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the the things that they can do with Spawn, it, it could be a really, really visually interesting movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what he said about the cape kind of taking up the screen, like, that's cool. I mean, you see so many images but you of mean, Spawn. That's, that's and, one of Spawn's things. Yeah, yeah. So you got to do that right, at least. His, his cape is alive, you know. It's yeah. a thing. And I feel like, like with Jamie Foxx, like, isn't, I don't know that much about Spawn, but isn't, you know, he's supposed to be kind of intimidating and stuff, I would imagine, at least, um, as a demon. Yeah, I mean, essentially he's a dead assassin. Yeah. Who and, gets recruited by Satan to join his army and goes rogue and all that stuff, but, yeah, I mean... It could be great. It could be terrible. Mm-hmm. So that would that would be Michael Jai White that played Spawn in the original. That's the name I was trying to think of. I mean, that one had uh, Martin Sheen in it too, so it had star power. It was just it was an early, you know, comic book movie. I still watch it when it's on. All right, moving on to our next story. Um, Paranormal Activity 8. Next movie is reportedly eyeing a 2023 release. I, Justin. Wait. I'm so confused. Is it actually happening or not? I feel like you keep going back and forth. <laughs> like I said, I, I believe what happened is that Paranormal Plus had the deal in place for the Paranormal Activities. They have to make so many... And I think that the Bloomhouse producer is just like, at this point, they're just making them to make them. They're just cookie-cutting them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where his problem lies. And quite frankly, if he has a problem with it, I'm good with him having a problem with it and not wanting to make <laughs> anymore. Because they were crap in the beginning. That's one, man, one man's opinion. So the title for Paranormal Activity 8 will be Paranormal Activity The Other Side. Oh, the other side will feature four young friends who move into Katie and Christie's childhood home. So this is going back to the original storyline with um, Katie and Christie. They move into their childhood home before college starts, only to discover the gruesome past of the home and its connection to the 1988 incidents set in the 1990s. It will reportedly address the fire that destroyed the property 
which has only been mentioned briefly in past installments. Um, Orlon Pelly reportedly wrote the script with Winston Somers, uh, uh, Slenderman Origins directing. So, okay, hold on, scratch that. This is an update to this story. Franchise <laughs> creator Orlon Pelly has taken to Twitter to let us know that the eighth film is currently Oren not in the works. Orlin Oren Pelly is currently not in the works at this time, God. despite reports today. So, okay. So last episode, we went through this, and right after the episode, y'all texted me saying, I'm giving out false information. Now we're releasing another <laughs> update saying that the movie's there. And before we can even finish recording it, they've already gone back the other way. This is awesome. Keep it the way it is now. Nothing in development. Thank you. So I, I think this is going to be an ongoing thing for the next year until uh, like October. His 20- retirement tour. <laughs> the Paranormal Activity Report. It's going to become a new weekly segment on the podcast. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh. I think we should do a uh, deep dive into the Paranormal Activity movies for our next episode. As long as you both are down to do it. I'll do it because Justin has been waiting for this moment since I asked him to fucking co-host on the podcast. <laughs> that that involves me forcing myself to actually sit through <laughs> one of those movies again. So you better make sure you pick one. <laughs> oh no, we'll, we'll, I, can't we'll do, do I, I can't do all of them because boredom will drive me to kill myself. <laughs> so. What we can do is we can do a deep dive on the series. We don't have to watch them. You know, we can each watch one, pick different ones, and kind of go from there. And then kind of discuss the whole um, the whole franchise as a whole and give our honest thoughts on. Now, I've seen probably five of the six. You've seen all of them. Shut your mouth. You've seen all of them. The only one I don't remember seeing is the next to Ken. But I do have it, so maybe that's that'll be the one I watch. But we'll figure this out after, you know, the next couple of days we'll We're figure this gonna out. We're each going to get assigned certain movies. We have to watch specific movies so we can talk about our section and then kick off right into the next section to keep the story going. <laughs> yeah. problem is don't give me early sections because I'll get bored quick and shut them off. <laughs> so... Our next, we have two stories that are kind of um, linked together. The Strangers franchise. I know, I believe me and Justin have watched it together. The one with the um, Stephen Tyler's daughter. Mm-hmm. Liv. Liv, yeah, Liv Tyler. And her and her boyfriend are at a house. And all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, and it's this girl, oh, is so-and-so home? And then she's like, no, you have the wrong house. And then they fucking end up tormenting her. And at the end of the movie, they go, why would you do this? And they say, because you were home. Home invasion movie. Apparently, there are three sequels in the works at the moment. With the next... And uh, Rennie Harlan is directing at least one of the sequels. So. Shocked it took this long, to be perfectly honest. I mean. I thought they made another one. They did make a sequel with um, Bailey Madison. I believe that's uh, Strangers Pray at Night. Uh, It was pretty good. Um, I mean, this is one of those based on true stories things that's never actually been solved, proven to have happened in this way. It makes for a neat story. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so to be on the lookout for three sequels, I mean, that something's going, something's, something went right. So, so that's something we'll be keeping an eye on. Yeah, the last one came out. Ten years after the original in 2018. The first one came out in 2008, then ten years later. 
So, I just wish they'd make another collector movie. They were working on it, but they cut it fucking in production. Uh, our next story comes from Collider Pac-Man, live-action adaptation of classic arcade game in the works. I don't, I don't feel a need for this. Well, uh, if they can make money off of it, they're going to make money off yeah. of it. Obviously, yes. Yeah, because yeah. we got the Mario movie coming, too. Yeah, yeah Mario, Sonic came out. Sonic, amazing. They made Sonic a movie. So, I mean, that's that's trick number one. They have to make it a good movie. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's not really necessary. I don't know what kind of story you can make about a yellow ball that eats ghosts. But you know what? Pixels uh, did it good. Have you seen Pixels? I've seen Pixels. But that wasn't a story about the video game itself. You know, it was... But you know what? They included them, and he did his thing. He ate little fucking white balls, and, you know... How do you make that a movie about him? I don't know. But in other video games, <laughs> Mrs. Pac-Man yelling at him and shit like, where the hell have you been all day? You're getting fat. Uh, in other video game movie news, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 will release on December 20th, 2024 via the official Sonic Movie Twitter account. Um, That'll so. Change. Target date gives you something to shoot for. It'll probably come out mid spring of 2024. If I'm good. so, well, time will tell. Um, shortly after we re- finished recording the podcast, I had actually seen this tweet, and I said, I don't know if I want to bring this up, but then it became a news story. But. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, or Jesse the Mind Ventura, gave his opinions on the movie. Uh, Prey, on my fucking computer screen. So, Jesse's the... I'll I'll even try to do it in a Jesse voice. Hashtag Prey movie. Great, great film. At Amber Mid Thunder, you definitely... Ain't got time to bleed. Welcome to the Predator family. At Danny TRS, thank you for making such a thoughtful, creative, and wonderful film. So, that was Jesse's thoughts on the movie. I thought it was noteworthy. It wasn't noteworthy enough to watch, though, huh? (laughs) Burn. Well, now that I have Justin's Hulu account, I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> uh, Keep figuring out the password that he gave you. Yeah. Yeah, he gives me, like, fucking six different versions of one password. <laughs> I gave it's you either three this, passwords. This, or maybe yeah, this. I can't remember which one it is. And two of them look the same. I signed up for that, like, three weeks ago. Okay. Bloody Disgusting is reporting Shutter unveils a massive 61-day Halloween celebration that includes the VHS 99 premiere and more. Uh, it'll kick off on Thursday, September 1st, and they've just revealed the un- un- massive lineup that will make Shutter the home for Halloween. Um, it will debut new original series like Queer for Fair, A History of Queer Horror, and premiere new originals, which includes Shalom, VHS 99, Deadstream, and more, and expect a brand new edition of the Gulag and Joe Bob Briggs to bring in bring in Halloween spirit with a new special. So, I'm thinking from October 1st to October 31st, we do a 31 Days of Halloween horror movie challenge. You guys down? Yeah. I mean, do I get to pick the movies I watch, or do I have to watch? I think between the three of us, I think between the three of us, 
We can decide the movies. We each pick ten, and then uh, we'll have Hunter pick the the thirty first one. Anyway, we 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 can uh, discuss the movies each week as we go along. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll we should plan this out a little bit, but yeah, yeah. we got a month, so we'll uh, figure it out. All right, Kung Fu Panda is set for a 2024 release. Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> Kung Panda Kung Four, Fu. set for a 22 release. Uh, DreamWorks Animation is set to release the Chop Saki martial arts movie on March 8, 2024. So, that was another franchise I thought would be dead, but... Um, uh, Jack, Black, Jack Black's Jack, entertaining. He'll be back to voice the uh, the voice of Poe, I believe is the character's name. Yep. Uh, okay, let's see. Come on, computer. Emily Blunt is is ready to star in The Fall Guy with Ryan Glosslin. I thought that was a, a Rock movie. I thought that The Rock was doing The Fall Guy. He might Wait. be doing it. He might not be in it. Yeah. I don't know. He might still be in it. I don't know. But that that's a movie that's been talked about for for a couple years. Um, okay, here we go. MovieWeb is reporting that Robert De Niro will star opposite himself in an upcoming mafia drama, Wise Guys. The Warner Brothers. What do you guys think of this? Are they going to de-age him again? Yeah. Uh, yeah, know. as long as they don't de-age him, I'm, that sounds great. But if they de-age him, that's just, no. He's too old. You have to be in, like middle to be de-aged at all but if you're too old you just look it's weirdly smooth <laughs> well obviously he, he's going to be de-aged if he's playing against himself well no well, it doesn't necessarily mean he'll be de-aged yeah. he could be a twin yeah like Tom Hardy did in that movie what movie was that I don't know he plays a bad he plays a set of twins we're all mobbed out beats the crap out of himself in a restaurant or club or something. I don't remember the name of the movie. I never saw it, but it looked oh. decent. Okay. And our last bit of news. Next Saw movie set for Halloween 2023 release with Kevin Gr- Grutart, Grutart directing. I probably should have been looking at that so I would have known you were going to abolish a name right there. Just start looking at the news stories ahead of time and see, be like, yeah, he's going to fuck this so. Take a you shot every time I fuck up. And I left the what? I try. You left the deaths out. You haven't brought up the deaths yet. The dust? Deaths. Oh, the deaths. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, but Saw 10... October 27th, 2023, from Lionsgate and Twisted Pitches. Uh, have you guys seen the, the last one, The Book of Saw? Spiral, yeah. The Spiral? Mm-hmm. I haven't it's seen it yet. pretty good. It's pretty good. The twist was... It was yeah. in the wheelhouse. I, I, I don't know if they veiled it enough, but it, it, was, yeah. it, it, it was in the typical original Saw wheelhouse. Yeah. And that... That was directed by um, Darren Lynn Bowsman, who directed 2, 3, and 4, I believe. And this director directing Saw 10 also directed Saw 6. So Saw 6 was pretty good. I think Saw 2 is my favorite one. I couldn't pick. Although it's kind of funny because the story of me getting questioned for a murder right after I bought the Saw movies came up today. (laughs) Mary heard that for the first time. <laughs> uh, whenever you tell me that one, please, please enlighten us. Tell us the story, Justin. <laughs> so I was living in Stoughton by myself, and uh, I was bored. 
So I went uh, walking over to the uh, Newberry Comics over there to pick up the last of the Saw movies that I needed for my collection. I think there were three of them I needed. And I picked up a couple other movies. But as I was on my way over there, I mean, I, I mind you, I was walking. It was summer. I had cut off probably jean or camouflage shorts on. I had my work boots on and a band T-shirt with my Pantera gigantic pot leaf backpack on. Um, and on my way there, I had seen literally a convoy of cop cars and heard them flying, lights blaring, sirens going, all that stuff. And I didn't think anything of it because I didn't see where they went. I went, I made my purchases. I'm walking back. I, I can practically see my house from where I am. And all of a sudden I hear somebody yell from across the street. Hey, 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 stop. I want to talk to you. Like, okay, I look and it's a cop getting out of a cop car. And he comes walking over and he goes, Yeah, so, uh, we just had something happen over here. Just, just wanted to ask you a couple questions, you know, where you're doing, what you're doing and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, can I, you know, ask what this is about? He's like, Yeah, that he straightforward. He said that there was a murder and I apparently matched the description, which is BS, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> So he starts asking me where I was and all that stuff. I explained to him exactly where I was. I walked over to Newberry Comics, bought something. He was like, oh, what movies you got? <laughs> like, oh, you really don't want to know at the moment. <laughs> but I handed him a bag. He looked and he's like, oh, so you like the Saw movies, huh? Hey, what can I say? I like horror movies and all that stuff. But, you know, he let me go and all that stuff. Because obviously, I didn't do it. Uh, and then I think, I don't know, a month, two months later, I saw a video of the person that they brought in for that shit. And it was Doc Brown. No lie. The guy had hair two feet out from his head, bright white, no beard, no mustache, no facial hair at all. Tall, lanky, skinny. I'm tall, but I'm a fat ass. You know, it's just, I think they just wanted to pick on me because of the way I dressed. It was total profiling, total profiling. But it was fun. I immediately called my sister and told her about it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we have a murderer on our podcast, Kyle. Uh, uh, I did, did not murder lived, anybody. He lived with Nothing us, too, has for a been while, proven. So. Nothing has been proven. Yeah, and he lived. I'm surprised I'm still alive when we shared a room that time. But, uh, and lastly, the news, the deaths of um, Olivia Newton-John and Anne Heche. Condolences to their families. Um, Olivia Newton John was kind of surprised. I didn't know she had what was it brain cancer. Or... I I didn't really see the story. I just saw that she died. Yeah, yeah. and Hayes was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was a whole chain of events. I don't think we want to get into. Uh, video of them trying to put her in the ambulance. No. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> crazy. I think she uh, sat straight up. <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug, but uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, kind of wraps up the news. Let's get into the, our main topic. The main topic this week is We Summon the Darkness. Um, the synopsis for this film is three best friends cross paths with a sadistic killer is after traveling to a secluded country home for a party after a heavy metal concert. Uh, its initial release was February 28, 2019. It was directed by Mark Myers, distributed by Saban Capital Group, and had a box office of $168,473. It starred Alexandria Daddario as Alexis Butler, Keenan Johnson as Mark, Maddie Hassan as Val, Amy Forsythe as Beverly, Logan Miller as Kovacs, Amy Swift as Ivan, and Johnny Knoxville as Reverend. <laughs> what? I think you mean Austin Swift, not Amy Swift. Oh, dude, I need glasses. <laughs> I can't fucking read. Austin Swift. Amy and I was played Ivan. <laughs> Austin, Austin Swift as Ivan, and Johnny Knoxville as Reverend John Henry Butler. And I was thinking in my head, I'm doing so good. Um, yeah, thank you. So, 
a little bit of trivia before we get into the um, our opinions on this film. We all did watch it completely. Uh, Are you sure? It, yes, I've seen it three times now. So, Thank you. Uh, the parking lot scene was inspired by a documentary short, "Heavy Metal Parking Lot." from 1986, about heavy metal fans outside a Judas Priest concert. Uh, it was filmed in about 16 days. The scene at the fire pit was originally... What? I said you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they said it took place in 1988. So, um, The scene around the fire pit was originally originally scripted to take place in the living room of the house. This was changed when they discovered a fire pit at the filming scenes, filming locations. In the original script, Alex's stepmother is her biological mother, and the third act is more elaborate as well. Beverly finds a stack of $100 bills featuring the large head design. The film takes place in 1988 prior to these bills being issued. See, it's little shit like that that can take you out of a movie. By like 30 years. (laughs) Much like the character, Logan Miller is a big metalhead. Director Mark Myers shot this back-to-back with his other film, Human Capital, in 2009. Uh, What? 2019. What'd I say? 2009. Oh. See, I need glasses. I can't read. Uh, Alexandria Daddario previously worked with writer Alan Treza on Barry and the X, which we have discussed, me and Kyle discussed it on one of our earlier episodes. In the concert scene, the song Black Funeral by Mercy Full, Merciful State Fate <laughs> is being played, but the lead singer and band members do not resemble the real band. The pantry door is in the kitchen, actually leads to the basement stairs. The inside of the pantry was shot in a separate location. And the stunt woman who goes out the second floor window was paid a thousand times each time she did it. She only did it twice. All right, boys. Thoughts on this movie? Justin, you should start. Yeah. Why is it always me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, for what it was, it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, campy, 80s-style horror. Um I'll admit, you know, I watched the trailer for it when we were discussing it and then kind of read the description and the quote unquote twist was a little bit easy to see coming. Um, But I mean, for what it was, it was pretty good. It wasn't Mm -hmm. great. It wasn't terrible. You're not expecting you know, an Oscar-winning performance when you're watching something that's supposed to be like a 1980s horror movie. Yeah. Especially with Johnny Knoxville as a reverend. <laughs> now, that was probably the most believable part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, it's not like I think it's like a bad movie, but it's not like I'm like sitting here like, oh, this is so great. Like, all the kills are like pretty lame. Like, she has like that chainsaw. I don't even know what it is. Like the chainsaw thing that she never actually kills anybody with, and she's just like she like cuts them with it. Oh, the weed whacker. Yeah, the weed yeah. whacker. Yeah. Which is just like that's just like the cardinal rule. You can't put in something like that and not kill somebody with it. But I mean, still, yeah, it's pretty entertaining and. It's, I also just, like, I watched this movie when the day it came out just because I was so excited just because Johnny Knoxville was in it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I also watched it when it first came out because, you know, I love Alexandria Daddario and I love Johnny Knoxville. So, that was, and then, campy 80 horrors movie. So, you know, definitely up the alley. I mean, but some of the things, like, so cheesy, like when they're going underneath the pantry door. She sprayed, sprayed like insecticide, insecticide or whatever, and oh, to start the fire, yeah. No, that was before she even started the fire. That was the second, the second level to that idea, 
And then, but you know, like Justin said, the twist, spoiler alert, it's, it's not the guys that are the killers, it's the girls. And they're from a church trying to scare people to come to their church. So. I mean, it's a believable premise. Like, that is totally something I can see a bunch of church-going people trying to do. That's the kind Mm -hmm. of underhanded, sneaky bullshit that those overtly dedicated people will do. You could definitely see it happening in the South. You know, and and then it's kind of funny because then, you know, spoiler alert, at the end, when... John, uh, Knoxville is being interviewed by, on the news and he's going, my poor daughter, like, you know, was taken from me by, by these vicious crimes and he's going to end up getting more sympathy and people are going to go to him, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, overall, you know, cheap scare, in my opinion. It's one of those things, had I seen this movie four or five years ago, it'd probably be a little less believable. Yeah. But now, after everything that's happened in the world and is still happening, it's like, oh, shit, this could happen. (laughs) Somebody is bound to, you know, so then it's like, you know, the stepmother comes home and she's going to go do a fucking line of coke in the fucking closet, you know? Definitely well, can't be the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that could have been made in the eighties and everybody'd be like, Yeah, that's normal. But nowadays mm-hmm. it's just like the fuck. Yeah. But uh so what what do you guys rate it out of five mugs? Kyle? Um I'd say like three. Like it's I don't know. Maybe two and a half, three. Uh, it's I, I enjoy watching it a lot. So it's like for all the bad stuff, like I still the second time watching it, I enjoyed it both times. So yeah, yeah. Justin. I mean, I'm I'm right there at the two, two and a half. I mean, it's enjoyable. It's not great. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what you expect it to be. Yeah, two and a half, two two and a half seems. I'm going to go three and a half. You know, blood, a little bit of gruesome, funny moments. I enjoy it. So I'm going to go three and a half myself. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely prefer burying up the X over this one, though. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that, Justin, you need to check that out. It's got uh, Alexandra Daddario and um, Kyle. What's his Anton name? Yelchin. Yes, thank you. It's so nice no, to hear no. you say your name because you sound drunk when you say it every single time. <laughs> Listen, if you know what I've been through in the last 48 hours. Oh, it doesn't matter if you're tired or awake. It sounds the same when it comes out of your mouth. Yeah, Alexandria Daddario, yeah. Yeah, it does. But if she hears this, I do love you, no matter how bad I fuck up your name. <laughs> Don't worry, she knows. Yeah. Have you ever seen her Instagram or any of that? Yeah. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like it. Uh, all right, let's go to our picks of the week. Kyle, start us off. Okay. Uh the is real. My uh, my pick of the week is Event Horizon. Um, the description is, when the Event Horizon, a spacecraft that vanished years earlier, suddenly reappears, a team is dispatched to investigate the ship. Accompanied by the Event Horizon's creator, William Weir, played by Sam Neill, the crew of the Lewis and Clark, led by Captain Miller, who is played by Lawrence Fishburne, begins to explore the seemingly abandoned vessel. However, it soon becomes evident that the that something sinister resides in its corridors and that the horrors that befell the event horizon's previous journey are still present. Um, it came out August 15th, 1997. So it was the 25th anniversary, I think recently. And I actually watched it the day before the anniversary, having no idea that it was the anniversary the next day. Um, 
Isn't that funny when that happens? Yeah, I feel like it happens like often too, which is always so strange. But um, and it's directed by Paul W. S. Anderson, and he's done. He's the guy that did all the older Resident Evil movies, and the, he did Monster Hunter most recently, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I I had never seen it before. I always wanted to, because I love like space and I love like Alien, and I was expecting it to be. A little crazier than it was. Like, I feel like I'd seen people online talking about how it's like super insane and like Sam Neill's crazy in it. And like, I enjoyed it a lot, but I think I like expected a little more than what we got, but I still enjoyed it and it was cool. And I wish there's more, was more like sci-fi horror stuff coming out because I think there's not that, that much anymore. Um, but yeah. Have you guys? That's a good movie. Yeah great movie it's been a while since i've seen it i think it's time to revisit that especially with the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. yeah um all right justin what, what's your pick of the week well I, I have to go with one of the ones i watched with my kids the one that started it all teenage mutant ninja turtles ah great movie nostalgia 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 um, have you yeah, seen it the- I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but have you seen the NECA figures they came out with from the movie? They're fucking amazing. I know. I was funny because I was watching number three and I was sitting there looking at the turtles and all that. And I was like, I remember the action figures for this movie and how rubbery they felt and pulling the arm <laughs> yeah. off the socket, still making that sound and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, in New York, mysterious radioactive ooze has mutated four sewer turtles into talking, upright walking, crime fighting ninjas. The intrepid heroes, Michelangelo, voiced by Robbie Rist, Donatello, voiced by Corey Feldman, Raphael, voiced by Josh Pais, and Leonardo, voiced by Brian Tocci, are trained in the ninjutsu arts by their at sensei, when villainous rogue ninja, who is a former pupil of Splinter, arrives and spreads his little throughout the city, it's up to the plucky turtles to stop him. Uh, that was released on March 30th, 1990, directed by Steve Baird. Uh, what's not mentioned is that uh, Casey Jones is played by Elias Kateas, so he's the only other name I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, nostalgia is what started it all. Me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I miss the cartoon. But I get, get my kids into it. They, they thought it was great. Still hits you know, the same. You know, they just released all those old Playmate toys again. I can't. I, I don't know if it's Necker or Super 7 or there, there's a company. That they release, like, exact replicas of the toys that we grew up playing with yeah, from yeah. the Ninja Turtles. Um, just like going into all those old toys or seeing them all lined. <laughs> I had that one. Yeah. I was at the Toy Vault today. Um, Kyle, have you seen, you, you've seen this, correct? Yeah, yeah. I definitely watched these a lot when I was little. Um, I mean, obviously, like, it was, I still came after their time, but I remember watching them. And they're still kind of what I think of for, uh, the TMNT Turtles. Like, the when, when I was younger, there was, like, an animated one that came out, but I remember I, I kind of didn't like that one. Because they were all, like, weirdly thin and just, like, I don't know. But, yeah, it's the same mm-hmm. for me. Like, I think of them, and I think of this movie. Um, I don't yeah. even consider the fourth one part of the series. They say it is, but I don't consider it part of the series. If they're not live action like the they were. One? Yeah, TMT. TMNT. It was, uh, a, it was. Oh, that's separate, though. That's, yeah, that's, I don't think they're trying that's to do separate. that. That's yeah. different. Yeah. That's different story, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I, I had never watched it. I don't plan on watching it. But the... Uh, the other two that they came out with later on, the reboot, oh yeah, I guess it would be with, um, with Johnny Knoxville. He was in it. Yeah, he voices one of them, I think. Right. I know that uh, like Jason Biggs was yeah. one of the turtles in one of these movies, and I, I think Seth that. Rogen's doing the next one. Yeah, um, I think that one might be set up to be coming. And out Megan soon. Fox was April O'Neil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the Seth Rogen one now, and it's it's. Oh animated. yeah, you mean yeah, those those ones were okay. 
I didn't really like those very much. I, I like the original ones. But yeah, I know which ones you mean though. The ones where uh, Seamus was uh, oh, rock steady uh, there, and uh, yeah. the guy from Malcolm in the Middle was Bebop. Yeah. Brian Cranston? No. No, not Brian no. Cranston. The guy who played the um, disabled kid's father. Oh. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy. Um. Yeah, I, I love. I've watched those with Hunter. He enjoyed them. You know. It's, it's, isn't it fun, Kyle? You wouldn't understand this, but going back and watching <laughs> the movies when, from when you were a kid to watching them now with your, your, your boys, like, isn't that just like the you greatest? The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you notice a lot more than when you were a kid. But here, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw one out at you. Do you remember the VHS, uh, Turtles on Tour? The Rock Show? No. Really? It was the Ninja Turtles. They looked like the ones from the, the, this movie. And they're all playing fucking instruments and shit. It was a VHS. NECA released... Uh, a, it was a Comic-Con exclusive a couple years back. No. And it comes in like... looks like the VHS box. Like I'd seen it once or twice and then... When I heard about that and seen it, it started to remind me. Yeah, I do. But uh, my pick of the week, I'm going to go with RV. Uh, it's a very underrated Robin Williams movie. Uh, the Monroes are, are your typical, typically American dysfunctional family, complete with rebellious, uncommunicative offspring and baffled parents. Patriarch Bob, played by Robin Williams, would like to remedy... The situation before his son and daughter instant message their parents out of their lives. So Bob rents a motor home to take the clan on vacation, but soon finds out that camping and the togetherness can be hazardous to one's health. It was released on August 28, 2006, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, Sonnenfeld, starring Robin Williams, Jojo, Cheryl Hines, Kristen Chenoweth, and Jeff Daniels. Have you guys seen this movie? RV, yeah. Yeah, I think I had completely I forgot it about recently. it. Yeah. Watched it with the kids recently. Oh, really? Yep. A few months what, ago, I think. What were you saying, Kyle? Yeah, I totally forgot about it. Now I'm looking at it. I definitely feel like this was always on back in the day. I always watch it. Yeah, he he's supposed to go to Hawaii, but then a last minute his boss wants him to go pitch a soda company in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So he rents this ridiculously big fucking RV and, you know, says he wants to go camping to get close to the kids. And, you know, you got the the boy who's, you know, big into working out and gangster rap. And then the daughter is your typical teenage daughter where, you know, texting is everything. And just the, the fucking craziness when he, when they, when he goes to go up um, the Devil's Peak or whatever in the RV, and it says four-wheel drive only. Like, it's a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. So that's my pick of the week. Uh, I, I'm looking at the uh, poster now, and I like how the tagline is, on a, on a family vacation, no one can hear you scream. That's great. Oh, wasn't that the tagline? Yeah, it's not a horror movie whatsoever. It's, it's a very funny comedy, like yeah, you know. Then you got Jeff Daniels and his family who are like the you know the the singing, travel around the country, homeschool family. <laughs> so, all right, boys, that's episode nineteen. I think the bar is closed. Um, sorry. <laughs> the notes are closed. Um, thank you so much for listening. You can follow, follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. Get official Movie Bar shirts at www.bonfire.com slash store slash Movie Bar Podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and more. Most places you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Damn it. Thank you for listening. 
please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on our social media or via email at the movie bar at outlook.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.